Hey everyone, welcome to CSM Secrets Podcast, Key Insights from Influential Customer Success Leaders in the Industry. And as our guest today, we have Karen Eisen, who is the SVP of Customer Success at Alida. And amidst her busy schedule, she was able to talk to us and give some compelling insights not to be missed. Karen is the first customer success leader on my podcast show with a marketing background. And she is someone that has growth on her agenda and with her multifunctional expertise across marketing, acquisitions, growth, and customer success. She has worked some magic in her position as a customer success leader. Let's find out more from her. Hey, Karen. Welcome to CSM Secrets Podcast. We're very happy to have you on the show today. Thank you. Great to be here. All right. To be honest, Karen, you're one of the first leader in the CSM Secrets Podcast that has actually pivoted from a marketing career to a customer success role, which I think is extremely natural, but I've never seen in many leaders. I feel this is a great pivot because no one understands human psychology more than a person involved in marketing. And CSM is all about customers and people. Tell us about how marketing has helped you uh, in your role as a CS leader and what are the lessons you have taken from that role to this one? Yeah, I think that's a great question. And I couldn't agree with you more. I really do think marketing is a great entry um, into customer success. And, and frankly, I kind of got into it in, un- in an unconventional way. I almost accidentally, to be honest. Um, so as you say, my background is marketing. I started my career in um, consumer packaged goods, but then quickly moved into the tech space and have stayed there ever since. Um, so had many progressive roles at various and various types of marketing. Um, And ultimately, marketing is really about getting people interested in your product or service and hopefully convincing them to buy it. So these days, you know, with all the power, information, and intel in the hands of the consumer, the only way to really do that, to really get into, you know, to really understand what customers want and convince them to buy it, is to really dig deep into understanding customer needs, customer pains, customer desires and values, and then crafting messaging solutions and campaigns that hopefully speak to these. And if a potential customer does not see themselves reflected in your messaging and product or solution, they're just going to go elsewhere. It's really simple. So marketing taught me to be curious on what drives people and keep asking questions until I really understand what they need. So, And the exact same thing, the exact same thing holds true for customer success just with a different and deliverable. So instead of messaging campaigns and and branding or whatever the marketing team is working on, the the customer success team is looking for renewals and expansion. Your customers just purchase software from you with a set of expectations and desired outcomes. And our job in CS is to do exactly what I did in marketing. Dig deep, be curious, learn, discover, ask questions, and really understand your consumer and what their pain points are. What drives them? Why did they buy your solution in the first place? What business goals are they trying to achieve? Um, And then ultimately, if we do our jobs well and understand the customer's needs and help them bring value to deliver on these needs, our customers will just organically renew and organically expand. Um, I, I feel I'm so lucky that I have my marketing background. And I'm doubly lucky because not only do I get to utilize my marketing skill sets understand my customers' needs and requirements. But the platform I work on is actually a customer experience platform. So I get to help our customers do the exact same thing for their customers. <laughs> so that's wow. why I love the customer experience space that I'm in. It's, it's just a great industry. So I awesome. hope that answers the question. Yeah, absolutely. You nailed it. Yeah. And one of your key accomplishments, uh, as we learn uh, more about you, is that 
is in decreasing churn by almost 30% over the last year. We've read that about you. Can you talk a bit about how you've made that happen? Yeah, um, thank you. That, that was like a very tough challenge. Um, and there's a, a lot of work that went into that. Um, I think there's a lot of different elements um, that went into it, each one important. So, you know, ultimately we started by just mapping out the journey um, and looking at every step along the way to a renewal. And we, we pretty much tweaked maybe like every process. So um, we started by revamping our renewal timeline. Um, at the beginning, we kind of would pick the renewal up. I mean, obviously you're working on a renewal from the day an account signs or renews, right? You're, you're constantly working towards success. Um, that was a tough challenge. Um, and I think um, our result this year um, that we're so proud of is the culmination of a whole bunch of different elements, um, each, each really important. So, you know, ultimately we started by revamping our, our like, sorry, we started by looking at the journey and just looking at every step along the way to a renewal. And we tweaked most of the, almost every piece of that process along the way. Starting with the timeline, we used to kind of start the formal renewal process about three to four months out, even though, of course, you know, you're working on a renewal from the day the account signs, you're always bringing value with the intent of the renewal, but we would formally start discussing the renewal about three months out. Um, we pushed that back to six months. So our renewal process starts with a renewal calculator, which is basically just a checklist of all the key elements that fall into a renewal with kind of answers that you, you know, um, you, you select a, from a dropdown of answers and that spits out a score and it helps the CSM uncover any latent risk that they may not be thinking about. Um, and that, so the output of the calculator is the start of the renewal strategy. Um, we then have a combination team of a customer success manager and a renewals manager. If the renewal is like really straightforward and it's just kind of an auto renewal and the customer is really healthy and, and we, we don't expect any um, complications, the CSM generally just handles it on their own. But if it's complex or if it involves negotiation or non-standard terms or anything contentious, we'll bring the renewal specialist in as we don't want to compromise the relationship between the client and the CSM um, as they're you know, the strategic advisor. So another way we mitigate risk is we hold risk meetings twice a week where CSMs can opt in to sign themselves up or, or are signed up by their managers to discuss any customer that they're struggling with. And we have all the senior CS leaders and other extended team members there to help problem solve. Um, we keep them kind of informal, actually. Um, and really, it's meant to just be a bunch of um, great brains working together to help the team um, overcome obstacles as one. Um, we, we also implemented a... We took one of our most senior CSMs and we um, created a role called a risk specialist. So, they, you know, this individual was still a CSM, but also helped some of the more junior CSMs with some of their trickier accounts to develop good remediation plans. Um, and then lastly, well, actually two things. Probably the most important from my perspective is we became like laser focused, absolutely religiously focused on tracking our forecast by account by account every week, at least two quarters out. So the CS leadership team, including even our CEO and our COO weekly, will take an hour out each week to go through every single account that's up for renewal in the coming six months. And we discuss status and next steps. Um, and so that just made sure nothing fell through the cracks. And we took the accuracy of our forecast very, very seriously. So that helped a lot. Um, and then I, I can't not mention that this is not a CS problem. Like 
churn is a company problem. And we had so much support from product. You, can, you know, there's, if we don't have something to sell, um, <laughs> that we have not, you know, we've got, we get nowhere. So our product team steps in to make sure the innovation's there, um, adding value to our customer base, um, our sales counterparts working in lockstep with us on account planning, expansions, marketing, finance, operations, everyone giving us the cover we need would never survive. So, you know, it's not something that you can do on your own. It really takes a village to keep your accounts healthy and renewing. Amazing. Uh, Kiran, is all this available as part of some blogs or something? I mean, I would like to definitely uh, publish that as part of my website as a, as a, you know, collection of ideas, because everything that you said is so important, right? Yeah. Like, and, and the coming together of a village in retaining every customer, right? It's, it's amazing. Uh, yeah. but, but I will just move on to uh, my next question. Sure. So you've been part of an acquisition, right? Yeah. And all acquisitions are complex, at the same time interesting. Anything, any learnings that you have done in bringing alignment in the customer success organization during and post-acquisition as two different companies, culturally diverse, any, any takeaways for you that you want to share with us? Yeah, actually, it's it's very true. I've been part of two acquisitions, actually, um, but only one in my CS side. And um, it's you know, it's very true that CS is different wherever you are. I mean, I've interviewed so many CSMs now um, that come from various CSM roles at their companies, and everyone describes the job somewhat differently. So um, prior to the acquisition, I was at an early stage startup. Um, CS at the early stage startup basically wore every hat you could imagine from onboarding and implementation to support to education, professional services, throw in consultant, therapist, you name it, we were doing it and all of that usually before 10 a.m. So that was my early stage life. Then we got acquired um, and we were suddenly in a much more mature CS organization. So all of a sudden I was leading this team of CSMs that were much more focused on the role of value realization. Um, and we could leave the job of implementation, technical support, et cetera, to other teams. Um, it was really interesting because there were two schools of thought. Some people felt that the job scope became really small and limited, and they were really disappointed to lose the breadth of exposure that you get at a startup. Whereas others really embraced the ability to focus on strategy and value creation and loved having support teams. Um, and to be honest, I think both are perfectly fair. Um, roles don't have to be one size fits all. And I think it's very understandable that acquisitions will see some shakeups as people feel out a new role, new culture, and select themselves in and out. And I think that's that's somewhat inevitable. So, you know, from experience, I would say the key to success in merging two teams is to spend a lot more time listening than talking. Um, you can be guaranteed that each team, wherever you come from or whatever that job is, is going to bring with it some magic. Um, and if you can sort of create a mindset with both teams to actively look for that magic from each other and embrace it, then the mutual respect that is required to merge two teams together will happen naturally. Um, so yeah, I yeah. feel I feel very lucky to have had both experiences because both have their pros and cons and I've learned a lot in both places. So. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, great. I mean, and now, right, I mean, I'm a little curious about your take on customer advocacy. So coming from marketing, right, your experience should put you at a great advantage towards customer marketing. When I'm saying customer advocacy, I'm talking about be able to 
uh, take our existing products as the company evolves to the customer and make expansions or even retentions because we are continuously in, innovating. What are the unique practices that you're uh, following that influences the existing customer communication in your organization? Yeah, um, you're correct that I'm a huge advocate for the importance of customer marketing. I think um, you know it's, it's hugely important, but I will be honest and say this is actually a tough part of the job. Um, it's not because it's hard to get advocates per se at all, but it's because everyone is so busy um, in the CS team that it really advocacy often falls to the wayside. The CSMs aren't just sitting there thinking about, oh, wow, this would make a great story, or um, maybe I can get these guys to speak at our next webinar, as they're really like focused on the million and one other things they have on their plate. But we know how critical these customer stories are. Um, they're worth their weight in gold. And so we want them and we need them. And so what we're actually in the process of implementing a whole bunch of automated processes um, to ask for advocacy. Um, the, the obvious one is a request to your NPS promoters that if they give you a nine or 10, you just say, hey, that's great. We're so happy. You're happy. Would you like to give us some feedback or would you like to give us a review? Um, but we're now creating a whole bunch of event-based requests in our platform beyond NPS. So, so think of a customer trying a new feature for the first time. A pop-up will come up with a, what did you think? Thumbs up or thumbs down. And depending on their answer, we will either offer them further support, documentation, or offer to have someone give them a call to help them, or ask them if they'd like to give us a quote um, and what they liked about it if they gave us a thumbs up. So regardless, this is really powerful information for us. Um, and hopefully we'll um, speed our... our um, smooth the path to get more um, more mm. advocacy from our customers without it always having to be proactively reached out from the um, the CSM. Perfect. That's an amazing way of accomplishing the same goal, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Well, let's hope it works. I'll let you know. Yeah. 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 Please. I'm all <laughs> yeah, excited yeah. talking to you. Yeah. yeah. Now, on to my next fund, right? I mean, I have a lot of questions, but what? <laughs> yeah. so what are the key business metrics that are getting measured and reported to your C-suite, right? How are they measuring... Your success, like the customer success yeah. organization. Yeah, yeah. We, we've kept it pretty simple. We have really two major metrics, gross churn and net churn, or, or net dollar retention, net revenue retention, whatever you call it, NRR, NDR. Um, said another way, basically look at how much was our starting book of business at the beginning of the year, and then how much of it exists at the end of the year, as well as how much did we grow that same book of business. So both are equally important in my mind. A lot of people like to focus on growth, like net dollar retention. But if you don't focus on um, churn or, or gross dollar retention, you can miss some underlying issues on the health of your business. So yeah. it's possible that some great expansions with a few key accounts can cover up some deeper rooted issues with the rest of, the, rest of your business. So I think focusing on gross retention is important. But equally, I think CS should also always have an eye for growth. And you know we're really well placed, obviously, um, to spot opportunities for expansion, but always um, with an eye towards value for the customer. So obviously not recommending something just for the growth. We're recommending it because we know it will bring the customer business value. Um, and let's be honest, working on a growing account is, is really fun. <laughs> so I, yeah. I love it. I love the challenge of turning around risk, but it's also great to balance that with some healthy growing accounts. So, you know, that's what makes CS challenging and interesting is you get to look at, um, you know, both sides of it. Yeah. So you, so yeah. the two metrics are gross retention and what was the second one? Uh, um, net dollar retention. Net so, dollar. Okay. Yeah. 
gross and net, basically. Gross is like started with a million, you ended with 900,000. You know, you lost 100,000. Net is you started with a million, lost 100,000, but gained 200. So you're at 1.1. Yeah. Yeah. So in in your organization, the CS is also responsible for expansions. Uh, Because in some uh, companies, I have observed that the CS only takes care of renewables and uh, the net logo retention. Yeah. Yeah. No, not exactly. So CS is responsible for retention. So we we own the renewal. We work alongside sales um, mm-hmm. for the expansions, but we have a goal to expand our account. So okay. we, very similar to our sales team, have a similar target from an expansion perspective to find growth in our account. So we work alongside sales, but they own, in the end, the actual taking that expansion over the finish line. Got it. Understood. Yeah. All yeah. right. So what is your, just a completely different question from CSR, right? I mean, what's your organization doing towards diversity and inclusion? You're yourself a, a, a leader in your company, but I'm hearing that women in customer success is a very natural career choice and progression path for women. Do you agree? And do you constantly nourish uh, diversity in your CS organization and company as a whole? Yeah, we were, you know, I'm super proud of this. We just won two awards this year, one for actually three. Um, Oh gosh, one was um, best CEO for women. The other was best CEO for diversity. And the third was, I'm trying to remember the title of it. I didn't write this one down, but it was the the essence of the award was not that we are necessarily the most diverse company, but the people that work there that um, rep, you know, um, consider themselves of um, some kind of minority, consider it an amazing place for diversity. So their experience as a diverse member of the organization is excellent. So I think we've placed a lot of emphasis on our culture and trying to make that, um, trying to make Alita an incredible place to work. Um, and I think the awards show that. I would also say though that we have we know we still have room to grow and our CEO is so passionate about this talks about it every time <laughs> we hear him in front of our company that you know we got to keep getting better at this and and never take our eye off the ball um but to answer your other question which is women in customer success absolutely i mean absolutely like i i actually think it is one of those careers that works beautifully for women and men i actually don't you know see it as a gender-based type role, I think it's it's perfect depending on, you know, if you are passionate about developing relationships with customers, this is such a hot field. And, and interestingly, my team, when I joined, was very heavy with women. And for some reason, not, not no specific reason, but that's now shifted and my team is more heavily based towards men. And so I had, I've had a lot of experience working with male CSMs, female CSMs. Everyone brings a unique skill set. Um, to the to their customers and their books of business, but mm-hmm. um, I really feel like it's one of those careers that if you have a passion and a curiosity for customer interactions and an innate um, you know ability to relate to people and a, a passion to to um, learn about their businesses, you're going to do well. And it's a, it's just such a growing field. Awesome! And congratulations on uh, winning three awards, Karen. Um, yeah, no, uh, thank you. It's it's more a, it makes power you feel to good. you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's nice. Thank yeah. you. All right. So now we are at the end of our serious block where we were, you know, trying to understand your perspectives about business and industry. Now we are going to put you on a rapid fire round where our intention is to find out more about Karen as a person. Okay. Short, quick answers, hypothetical situations. Ready? Yep. Yep. Go for it. All right. So the first one, right? You're off to the moon and you're likely never coming back. 
and you're likely working from there forever, Wi-Fi assured. What yeah. are the three functions at work that you would take along with you that you think you will not be able to do the job without them? Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, I feel like this one's easy. Easy. I would bring the I'd bring the product team for sure because you need something to sell, right? So somebody's got to create something. So got to bring the product team. Got to bring the operations team because in my mind they are the backbone of the whole operation. It keeps everything running smoothly, and without them, everything falls apart. And they just you know hide in the background, but they keep everything going. And then maybe I'm biased um, by the early part of my career, but I'm bringing the marketing team along because they are so often the unsung hero that makes the rest of our jobs easier in terms of making everything we do look better, sound better, you know resonate better with our customers. So there you go. Count me in for the marketing. I'm, I cannot agree more that you yep. need the right marketing guys, especially for the SaaS-based uh, selling that we all are involved in, right? Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Yep. All right. The next one, right? Three skills that you're looking for in aspiring candidates in your team. If they have to be on board your team, Karen's team, they've got to have these three attributes. What would those be? You can say more. Yeah. Okay. So I, I I thought about three. Um. You know, the first one I think is said all the time, and it's so cliche, but it really is so true. What is curiosity? Really, is the backbone of a great CSM because that genuine desire to learn and see the world through your client's perspective is just going to take you so far in that in this field. Um. The second is a high EQ. Um. You know, customer success has to navigate a lot. They have to be able to read situations adeptly and accurately and know. Um, what's required just based off of intuition. So I think that EQ is really critical to um, deal with some of the inevitable conflict that arises. Um, and then finally, I'm going to just go with initiative. Um, one of the things I love the most about CS is that no two days are the same and you never know what anything's going to throw at you on a given day. And so a great CSM you know, is really going to treat their book of business like they're the CEO and will just take the initiative to figure out what needs to be done. Um, you, know, you can have all the playbooks in the world, but nothing beats a, re- a resourceful CSM who can take ownership of their book. So that's yeah. what I'm going to go with. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Now, if there is one favorite cartoon character that you think represents a good CSM, which one would you choose? A car- one? Yeah, no. Impossible. You can't pick one. Not for CSM. So I would have to mishmash um, Lisa Simpson for her work ethic and her smarts, the roadrunner for never giving up and always bouncing back no matter how hard <laughs> the day is. And then Bugs Bunny just for being relentlessly optimistic even through the worst days. He just never gets flustered. So I'm going to pick put Lisa, the Roadrunner, and Bugs Bunny together and I think you'd have an amazing <laughs> CSM. We yeah. will call it something. That's a yeah, great yeah, I, idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. So you're most inspired by whom or why or what? What wakes you up every day and drives you to work? What's your burning fire? Yeah, well, okay. This also is probably a cliche answer, but I'm going to start by just saying it's my kids because they inspire me to be the best version of myself every day. Um, Not that I'm successful all the time by any means, but when I have a bad day, I try to remember to be the kind of person I want my kids to see. So whether that's someone who can take things in stride, is resilient and tenacious, grateful for the goodness that I do have, all that stuff. And that helps me do well at my job just by keeping all that in mind. But other than my family, um, I would say I'm really inspired by the visionaries. So the ones who think differently than other than than others and can come up with things that others would never think of. Um, like maybe because I'm I don't think I have the skill set. I feel like the world needs more Elon Musk's and Steve Jobs, like yeah. just those people that transform things, whether you like them or not. They think beyond what anyone else kind of comes up with. Um, and I, I I love that in CS I get to meet 
so many different kinds of people in different industries and work with these incredible companies. And they just, they inspire me. Um, these kind of people inspire me to do great work and, and CS allows you to, to meet a lot of those kinds of people. So yeah, that, that's, I think, what brings me inspiration with customer success. Perfect. What is the one unique skill that you think you bring to the table that, that has been impeccable for your success and something that, you know, aspiring uh, CS candidates can, can cultivate or learn from you? Well, I think the one thing, like I would say, if I had to think about what makes me successful in CS and everyone has their own unique skill sets, I think one thing that I would say about myself is I think I, I, I call it x-ray vision. Um, I am, and I sort of talked about this before with the EQ thing, I'm very good at reading a situation quickly and accurately and understanding what's driving people to do what they do or say what they say. And I think that's really helped me to be successful in my job. I can actually sit around a table or sit on a Zoom call and listen to what people are saying, but also get some of the subtext and the the stuff that they aren't saying and what's driving things. And I think that's really helped me be successful. So I think that's a that's a, a when you're in customer success, that ability to read people well, I think really helps you. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. All right. So one future trend or prediction for CS that you see happening maybe three years down the lane, five years down the lane. Yeah. Um, well, this one I'm actually working on now, and I see this becoming more and more important. I think automation and scale um, is going to become so much more critical. So, um, so this is why I think it's going to become a, a bigger and bigger trend, um, whether it's repeatable processes or using better technology or improving improving segmentation models or whatever it is, we have to find ways to grow without compromising value and quality. And this can only happen with the ability to ingest large amounts of data effectively so you can pick up the signal through the noise. And now with AI and ML and all that, all that amazing stuff, um, I think it's going to bring a whole lot of additional interesting insight to the field. And so, for example, if I can give an example, um, our incredible AI team just created a churn prediction model that looks at several years of historical data points and helps predict which accounts are most likely going to churn. And so, you know, this is like, this is transformative for me. So I feel like the 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 big data AI ML is all going to culminate to make um, CS much more automated and scalable and efficient going forward. And, and that's a, a huge problem I'm trying to solve right now. Wow. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. That was it. And you you just aced it. It wasn't a rapid fire at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I rambled. I spoke a little too long. So that's I, okay. It was supposed to be a couple word answers. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's fine. So finally, Karen, uh, uh, any good thought or parting words that you want to be remembered by that you want to say? And also your handle, if, if you would like people to reach out to you, any blog space or anything that you want to share? Yeah, no, I, I think... Um, I'd like to give one piece of advice because I think this is one of the best pieces of advice I was given in my career. Um, and it's been given to me, it was given to me quite a while ago. And, and that is just not to be in too big of a rush. Um, I'm an ambitious person. Many of us out there are. Um, and it really is so easy to get caught up in thinking about where you want to go next, how you're going to get there, how am I progressing, what's my end goal? Um, and and that's normal and understandable and, and I, you know I love that that you know that drive I think that's a good thing but the truth is really the journey is what matters not the end destination so you know take your time learn from each position you're in and don't be in too big a rush to get to that next step or that next stop embrace where you're at and the path 
will unfold as it should. Um, and that's not to say you shouldn't have goals. I, I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying don't be in too big a rush to get there as yeah. you'll miss out on a lot of the beauty along the way. So Absolutely. that's my best advice. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Karen. Yeah. I mean, it was an amazing session. I think I just could not get enough of your insights. And, you know, this podcast is just for 30 minutes. But I think we will soon catch you in some other show, in some other form and, you know, get you talking uh, more. Yeah, yeah no, thank more. you. Yeah, and if people do want to reach out, they can find me on LinkedIn. Um, no problem, but feel free to reach out anytime. But yeah, thank you so much for giving me this opportunity. It was uh, it was wonderful to chat with you. Yeah, thanks for being on the show, Karen. Really, You're very, very it. welcome. Anytime. Thank you. And that's a wrap. I hope you enjoyed this show. And until we see you again with it, another customer success leader and a lot more insights to share, stay tuned, take care of your customers and be happy. Bye.